0: For Blue Ridge Public Radio, I'm Smoky Mountain News staff writer Corey Valencourt. Virginia-born musician Tony Rice isn't well-known commercially, but his influence on bluegrass guitar is undeniable. While playing with some of the biggest groups of the 1970s, Rice helped transform the scene, but his timing and precision later lent itself to other genres. Rice passed away on Christmas Day in 2020, and now he's being remembered by some of the biggest names in American Music Diving into a career that produced almost 40 albums, a Grammy, 10 IBMA awards, and countless collaborations may seem intimidating. But in the end, there's really just one thing that explains the significance of singer-songwriter and guitar wizard Tony Rice.
1: The gift of greatness is, is pretty undeniable.
0: That's Vince Gill.
1: He's just one of the, one of the best to ever play and sing any kind of music.
0: Gill has won almost two dozen Grammys so far in his four-decade musical career and had been crossing paths with Tony Rice since the early 1970s when Rice, who came up in Los Angeles as an admirer of Clarence White and the Kentucky Colonels, moved to Kentucky. There, Rice joined an early supergroup called Bluegrass Alliance, in which a young Vince Gill later played.
1: I look at certain people in, in, in Bluegrass and say, for that generation, that was the gold standard. And Tony was that, as a singer and as a player, was the guy everybody looked up to if you wanted to play and sing bluegrass in that, that era. That was, that was kind of where you pointed.
0: But that was an era when traditional bluegrass music was changing. The pace of that change was hastened when Rice joined another supergroup, J.D. Crowe in the New South, and put out a seminal 1975 album known simply by its catalog number, Rounder 44.
1: We had our heroes. We had Monroe, we had the Stanley Brothers, we had Lester and Earl and and Jimmy Martin and folks like that that were our generation prior, but this was our generation.
0: Rounder 44 represented a tradition in transition, with legends Ricky Skaggs on mandolin and singing tenor, Jerry Douglas on dobro, Bobby Sloan on bass, and Tony Rice singing lead and slinging that 1930s Martin guitar.
1: That's the Mount Rushmore of bluegrass these days. You know, in a sense, and they're all in one band and it was the new guys going, This is how we see doing it. We respect where we came from, but this is how we kind of uh interpret what we've learned and how we're gonna play it. And it was it was powerful.
2: And why did I leave the
1: in the field? And-
0: At that same time, that same record appeared on the radar of an up-and-coming guitar player from Chapel Hill, who went on to win some Grammys of his own, Jim Lauderdale. When the J.D. Crow and the New
3: South record came out, you know, it just blew me away, and I was just, played that record over and over, and would go to great lengths to see them live, I even hitchhiked from Flat Rock, North Carolina to Wise, Virginia to see them at a festival and then
0: hitchhiked back that night. Such was Rice's influence, particularly on musicians like Lauderdale and Buncombe County native Warren Haynes, former Allman Brothers guitarist and founder of Government Mule.
2: I was probably a late teenager or something like that. And all my folk musician friends, singer-songwriter friends, bluegrass friends, were all raving about this guy, Tony Rice, who at that time I I had not heard yet. And then, of course, I I made it uh, a mission to go check it out. In
0: 1977, Rice joined a progressive acoustic Django Reinhardt-influenced alternative bluegrass quintet with mandolin innovator and Grateful Dead collaborator David Grisman. The partnership between Grisman and Rice, called the Gasoline Brothers, would go on for years.
2: He was kind of the guy that took that into the future and started kind of interpreting it his own way. And I just remember everybody at that time was was in awe of his technique, but it wasn't just about the technique. It was about the overall picture, you know. It was people like Grisman and, and and Tony Rice that were keeping it not only alive, but keeping it growing and, and expanding.
0: In his later career, Rice continued his prolific output, collaborating with everyone from Emmylou Harris and Bela Fleck to Lou Reed, Sierra Hull, and Jim Lauderdale. Tony
3: Rice is. Still important today after he's gone, uh, he's left such a treasure trove of recorded music that's all so good that we can always listen to over and over and kind
0: of fall in love with Tony Rice over and over again. Lauderdale, Gail, and Haynes all appear on the forthcoming tribute album, Barry Waldrip and friends celebrate Tony Rice, along with John Cowan, Rodney Crowell, Emmylou Harris, and others. I'm Smoky Mountain News staff writer Corey Valancourt, BPR News.
2: And I cut myself a
1: rocking chair to see if I could lose these thin-